Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Graphic Word Podcast, here to connect nerd culture to faith and leveling up our lives as we go about it. Thanks for tuning in, and here's what we have in store for you today. Hey, guys, and welcome to another Level Up Talk with Wilson Solomon. You are on top, man. You are just right there, set to go. Uh, I hope you are having an awesome Friday, and those of you who are checking out our stream here on Twitch or uh, hearing this in the podcast later on, uh, thank you for having your earbuds tuned in or whatever device thingy-majigger that you are tracking us with. Um, thank you for taking time with us and enjoying this a wonderful day. It is actually quite a beautiful day. It's nice and sunny i love it um you wouldn't be able to tell within my office <laughs> but it is looking really nice out there it's nice and cool solomon i hope the weather is getting a little bit better for you over there in wales thinking of you my man uh got your back um also thank you to din 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 yeah there it's four dins wow uh, for choosing to follow us just yesterday. So it's awesome. Thank you for joining into the nerd party or nerd zone and adding into um, what we're doing here. Oh, no, Solomon, the weather has been getting worse. Oh, dude. Well, hopefully, hopefully things will start clearing up. Hopefully, hopefully things will get going and, and we'll be a little bit better on that. Um, so, guys. Again, we are going to be diving into some fun stuff, and again, this is one of uh, one of these kind of chats that I, I kind of been processing with since last night, um, and I, I'll share with the reason why the this chat first, but I'm, I'm going to first give some clarity. Uh, today's talk, we're going to be looking at spirituality, uh, the idea of the spirit world slash realm. Uh, is it a thing? Is it not? Um, how does our culture kind of see it? How does the Bible see it and dynamics and, and sharing in this and, and diving into this a little bit more? And then what does that mean for us who uh, are living in this climate? What do you need protecting? What do you need uh, doing about this spiritual climate? And how does it connect to God? Um, that's what we're going to be diving into, which affectionately I kind of like call our segment demon slayers soul reapers and the spiritual world uh and and that's really the crux of what we're going to be focusing on is the spiritual world um what's at play and and understanding what's our dynamic in that um yeah so again i'm gonna start off with how on earth this talk got inspired and actually, this happened all last night during our Nerdy Bible Study. Again, you can join us for a Nerdy Bible Study that's happening every Thursday that's going on from 7.30 to 9, 9.15 sometimes. It was a later night last night. Um, and you can join in with the, the crew that we got going on there. We've got a few guys that are there, and we've been diving through the Book of Acts. It's really cool. So it's like looking at the early development of the church uh, how it all got started and uh, the growth that's been going on. Um, and the really cool part is we, in the first, about third of chapter 13, you're seeing a spiritual dynamic power play that's going on, or at least guidance that's going on. Um, summarizing it f for you guys, 
it's the church is trying to figure out what is the next step that they're doing. And so this church in Antioch is praying through it. And you see uh, Paul, who later on writes most of the New Testament, um, and Barnabas, and like other key people that have uh, joined in the faith. There are big names in the faith. Um, they're praying. They're asking for the for the Holy Spirit, which is part of God, right? That um, for for guidance to know where they're supposed to go to share about this cool, awesome message about Jesus, the gospel, the good news. That's what the gospel means. Um, and they're praying, and they're also fasting. So like they are legitimately not just saying words, not just sitting in their, in their hearts and their minds, but they are actually in their bodies showing this by like not having food for a period of time showing like, God, we really want to know you, what you are wanting us to do so much so that we are going to stop, uh, eating so that our bodies are reminded that we are dependent on you. We are looking for you. Um, and in the midst of it, they are told that they are to go to, uh, Pergam, uh, per wow. I got to double check this. I'm going to say wrong, uh, wrong town names or wrong country names. Uh, Acts 13, because we're crazy like that. Um, doo -doo -doo. where is it? Yeah, they're supposed to go to Cyprus. Sorry. They're supposed to go to Cyprus, uh, the island of uh, Cyprus and, and, do some ministry there and stuff like that. And the big thing is um, they're, they're going across Cyprus and they're sharing about Jesus and going to these synagogues and preaching about God and, and, you know, having success at just sharing that and just doing this. But um, after going from one end of the Island to the other, they arrive at Paphos um, and there's this Jewish sorcerer, uh, he's called Bar Jesus, but then he also, um, goes by the name Elymas, which actually is the sorcerer as his name means in Greek. So it's very on the nose. Like this dude is someone that's not going to be likely working with, uh, with Paul or, or sorry, Saul, Saul and, uh, Barnabas, not Paul was Paul turned to Saul, um, Saul and Barnabas doing this. And like, he does not want this, uh, governor or like this high ranking official in the Island to know about Jesus and all this kind of stuff like that. And like, you see a switch happen and it's so cool. There's a spiritual dynamic. In fact, you know what? I'm just going to show it to you guys because this is, Oh, this was so cool. Reading this. So the Holy, they're, Barnabas and Saul are led by the Holy Spirit to do this ministry in Cyprus. They're doing it. There's this Jewish sorcerer, uh, Bar-Jesus, or uh, Elemis, that is definitely not wanting the governor to know and connect this because he knows he, he wants him to not believe in this Jesus guy or believe in this stuff that's coming to him. And so he's like urging this governor not to do it. But the intense thing is verse 9, right? Verse 9 is what's what's happening. This is, again, Acts chapter 13, verse 9. Saul, also known as Paul, was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he looked the sorcerer in the eye. And, like, you're seeing, like, oh, snap. He's going, like, Super Saiyan mode kind of deal. Like, you get this vibe, like, this anime 
like things are serious now there's the final battle kind of stuff like that and he, like the holy spirit speaks through uh Saul also yeah no it was right uh speaks through Saul hey like no this is not happening you are not going to get in the way of this you've been perverting the truth um essentially you're now going to be blind because you've been misguiding people you are going to be unable to see where you are even going and the guy instantly goes blind and for some period of time and he's like freaking out and the governor saw this and he's like yo yeah that that jesus that god that you're serving yeah no that's solid that's like it's just interesting how we see this swap happen. So Saul, also known as Paul. There we go. So used synonymously. Um, but give clarity. Um, but the Apostle Paul is doing this. Like, this is just nuts. It's crazy. And it's all in the Holy Spirit. So we were, we were talking about that. And, you know, the process of, like, are we asking these kind of things? Are we aware that there's a spiritual climate wherever we go? That there's something that's opposing us that, that wants to push back on, you know, what we believe and what we're saying? And, uh, last night, and I'll share this, uh, Tom had shared that, you know, every Thursday night lately, he's been getting some headaches and sometimes those headaches really push him to not want to like join up online. Cause like, we're not even doing this in person. Uh, we're not doing the Bible studies in person. We're doing this online. And even that's like, oh, like I get a really bad headache. Uh, and whether that's Wilson, just this guy likes to talk a lot or what, um, it could happen, but he brought that up and I thought that was kind of interesting after what we talked about here, right? Like the whole idea that there can be, there's a spiritual dynamic at play that can happen that can be like, yeah, you know, maybe Tom's going to hear something that he, he needs encouragement on, or he'll get inspired by, or that, you know, maybe needs to work on. And when he works on that, he's going to drive his connection with God even further and it's going to be even better and stuff like that. And so let's, let's make a headache of this and stuff like that. And so in all honesty, guys, I was like, man, we got to pray against this right now. Like, and I'm not like the kind of guy that's like looking for a demon under every stone and stuff like that or stuff like that. I tend to be pretty even keeled and like, well, you got a headache, just drink some water or uh, get some rest and stuff like that. And he, he's doing this, but he's still getting this headache. So we just prayed about it. And we, we prayed, you know, God, we we believe that you have something here that's going on. Um, there's opportunity for growth. And there's been opportunity for growth in me and what we've been doing on Thursday nights. And I'm the guy leading it. Um, but seeing that and challenging these guys to grow in their relationship with you, grow in understanding what does it mean to be the church and legitimately hands and feet around sharing about Jesus and just living that out, just like the early church was doing and figuring that out and how to share Jesus even when there's pushback and stuff like that, which is definitely a thing in our culture, in our world today. And the cool thing was, Tom had said, as we've been doing the Bible study tonight, I felt that headache go away more and more. And like, it, it wasn't a thing. Oh man, I was ready to like let out the hugest cheer. If it again, wasn't later at night. Um, and we didn't have tight neighbors to us. Like it was just mind blowing. Awesome. It was great. It was 
awesome to see this. And so, like, that's what really kind of stirred this on, is that sometimes we don't think about spiritual dynamic and stuff like that. And so I, I want to address this in a simple way. Um, <laughs> directly, we live in a culture that's actually not afraid of talking about spiritual dy dynamics. You, well, you kind of have, like, a... Thank you, Solomon. Yeah, it was, like, so amping cool. So amping cool. Um, we have this world that kind of you, you kind of sit in one of two fences you either believe everything can be ratified by science and like there's no spiritual dynamic i don't know what you're talking about and stuff like that um there may be weird anomalies that we don't fully understand and you see that with like ghost hunters or stuff like that but like that was that's been a rising popularity that's been a thing that's been on and off in trend um you saw it like with supernatural you see it um, more like in our dialogue of uh, even Doctor Strange, right? And the idea of like, there are things that we just don't fully understand or comprehend, whether that's alien or spiritual or stuff like that. So like our, our culture has this wonderful mix of like, you either explain away by science or you are so enveloped in it. And, and it then becomes like this whole focus. And like, even hearing from uh, other sources, like things like, there's Christian tarot cards or Christian Ouija boards, which to me is like, that's the most oxymoronic kind of statement you could ever throw out there or like phrase or thing like that. Because like tarot is, is divination through cards. That's the idea that you're using the randomness of cards to, to get a message and it's foretelling of the future usually, or like Ouija boards is specifically calling for a spirit to guide your hand, to hear this message. Uh, and like the thing is you're putting out an open opportunity to something that you don't know for sure is going to be good or bad toward you. And so like, this is where it really prompted me to, to kind of throw down this kind of question or thought and process of like, what is the spiritual dynamic that we have going on about us in this world? Like what, what does the Bible even say about this? Because generally in conversations I've had with people is there's a willingness to address that. There's some things that we can't fully understand or comprehend. Um, we sometimes label those things as like ghosts or um, beings that we don't fully understand. Like I, I've talked with students at different points and they are more than willing to address that. There are things like ghosts. I remember talking to a student and like they were being haunted. They were living in a house where there was an active ghost spiritual being that was agitating them, that was causing problems and stuff like that. And they didn't know what to do. Like, this is the, this is the legitimate thing. And I think if you guys were being honest, you probably know somebody who has a, has a connection to that or maybe is fascinated with that or stuff like that. And to be honest, the, like our culture has that like you look at demon slayer demon slayer is all about these mortal beings fighting against demons and like demons in japanese culture are a little different right like they're actual beings that pop around or yokai which are these spiritual beings shaman king is an awesome example too of like how do you align yourself with spiritual beings are they good are they bad um, are you centering a certain focus or talisman or items to encourage them and stuff like that, which is, 
you actually see that biblically that there are people that are willing to do that and st- like dive into that um and then like stuff like soul reapers in bleach again one of my favorite animes is more than willing to dive into there's a spiritual realm that's different than what we are seeing at our eye level like that's what ichigo becomes he becomes a soul reaper and he's fighting against things that no regular human being is seeing unless they have like spirit sensitivity or have like more reishi or stuff like that to nerd out and stuff like that but like we have a culture that's more than willing to address this. And I think sometimes we can get a little nervous on how do we even approach it, um, either as people who don't know Jesus and just are like, well, like, there's got to be good spirits and there's bad spirits. And how do you label those? Or how do you even identify that and stuff like that? Like, are you just putting something out there? Like Ouija boards is really just putting something out there and hoping that the other end is going to be working with you or willing to work with you that's not bad but like you think of some of the stuff like zozo that's out there and really freaky damaging hurting stuff like that and some people can go oh well that's like video play and stuff like that no like legitimately there are people that get wrecked that are opening things that are just absolutely scary but we need to have this balance because we can't be like looking under every rock and tree and freaking out over, you know, spiritual beings. Um, but there, there's this dynamic. And so this is where I, we're going to be primarily sitting on Ephesians. And the reason why I, Ephesians, not only because it's the most popular part of the Bible that talks about that spiritual dynamic. Um, but actually Ephesus was the main hub for, different spiritual beliefs and different spiritual things. And if you actually read throughout Ephesians, you see Paul address these kind of things where he's able to address, you know, there's, there's a spiritual dynamic that you're going to be facing. There's, there's going to be pushing against you. This is what they believe. This is where you stand and believe. And this is like how you're standing up against it. And so of course we're going to, we're going to be diving in Ephesians six verses 10 to 18 primarily because this it really encapsulates it well but I, I i want to encourage you guys to to seriously think about like what is the spiritual play that, that you see what's going on do you know where your role is because jesus has a specific role for you and we even talked about that last night um with, with the guys on you know if you are choosing to follow jesus you're given a whole other level thing like it, it's nuts um yeah it's it's kind of cool so yeah ephesians 6 10 to to 18 we're gonna we're gonna sit with this um because this really summarizes well and this is the end of his book so this is the end of the letter that he's talking about and he's talking about you know the order of how things are supposed to be going remember he's writing to a church he's trying to help them in their structure help them grow and develop as a church together um, but this is one thing that he wants to throw down specifically. And in Ephesus, remember, this is a, this is a city that has lots of different shrines to different gods and beliefs. And so it, there's, there's some things that he's going to address here. So verse 10, a final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. 
For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes put on the peace that comes from the good news, so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. And I, I'm just stopping right there. Um, because this is this is where we need to understand. So this is... Paul's created a, kind of a different level here. And particularly, it's looking at why are we needing to be ready. Be strong in the Lord and mighty in his power in verse 10. Put on all of God's armor. So it's not our armor. It's not something that we are able to supply. It's not anything that we can do that makes us amazing to stand up against spiritual forces. That's actually a thing that's seen all throughout scripture. There's nothing that you can do up against any spiritual force that's going to make any effect. It's all about God. It's about knowing who's the real authority. And the Bible says that time and time again, that God is the ultimate authority, that God is the one who supersedes all spiritual beings, all spiritual levels. So he's the one who sets the pace. He's the one who can actually bring you protection. He's the one who can guard you over your heart, over things that are hitting you and stuff like that. Um, to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. So we already have, there's, there's God and there's the devil. So we have opposing sides. We understand that there's this dynamic of going on there. Verse 12. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. So he's already kind of like pulling back the curtain be like let me let me really help you understand what's going on at play um let me pull back the curtain and show there's a bigger world than just what you're seeing right now um and for the ephesians they would have understood that there's these beings that are at play like you're talking about like zeus or athena or um hermes you're talking about the god pan you're talking about like these are interactive principles in their own belief system, right? They, they believe that there are these beings that are above them, either gods or demigods and stuff like that. Um, but Paul is adding a different level to it and understanding that these things that you are seeing are actual legitimate beings that are creating problems, that are creating issues. And there's a authority level of how it's going on here. Um, some are influencing rulers, right? Or authorities. So they are in a higher level. Uh, you can look at Daniel, uh, specifically in the book of Daniel, it talks about how Michael, the archangel is held or ha has to fight off the Prince of Persia, which is the spiritual being that's over the whole nation of 
Persia and is causing problems for Daniel. And so Gabriel was not able to get to Daniel in the right time, or at least the time that he would expect, because he was held back by this. So another spiritual power had to come in and deal with that. You're, you're seeing this open dynamic going on. Um, what I love is when you look at Jesus and his ministry, when he's sending out, uh, sending out the disciples, we're going to dive into this. specifically um forgive me guys this is where you get to write your notes and stuff like that um the really intense thing here is that yeah okay yeah this is exactly what i'm looking for so you guys can uh join in along with me so again we we were sitting on ephesians 6 and 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 remembering the armor of God and working on that. But we got to first understand that there's a fight going on. So if you want to jump in and just do a brief read through at some point on Luke chapter 10, this is where Jesus goes from. It's just Jesus doing the work to now he's getting his disciples to get their hands dirty, to learn. And he doesn't send them out all individually, one on one, go figure it out, kind of stuff like that. He goes, no, 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 you're going to work as a team. You're going to do this together. So it's two, two by two. So you're doing it two groups and you are going out and you are sharing the good news that the kingdom of God is coming, right? Um, that like there are people anticipating this and waiting this, but I love this. He's Jesus before he even is sending them out, right? Like the idea that there's work to be done. But verse 3 in, in chapter 10, uh, saying, Now go and remember, I am sending you out as lambs among wolves. There is a target on your back, peeps, because you are sending out something that's very important, that's going to change the world dynamic, not just right in front of you, but the spiritual dynamic that's going on, that there are things that are not wanting this to get out. And so he's even talking about like how, how you bless other people's homes. So like if they've treated you well, you bless them, you, you enjoy their food and you pray to God that they would be blessed. But if you go into a town and you preach about, you know, the coming kingdom, and this is like, this is a fighting language, essentially what's going on. It's decree of war that's going on that Jesus is telling them to do the coming kingdom, the coming kingdom of God, that God's going to be bringing back the authority god is going to be bringing peace god is going to bring healing and freedom to people and they're thinking oh well it's the roman freedom so like this is awesome but jesus is like no you're you're thinking way too small you gotta <laughs> this is a spiritual battle right now that's going on so and they're doing this they're they're going out and spreading the message and stuff like that but anyone who accepts your message and accepts me anyone who rejects your uh rejects you is rejecting me this is in verse 16 of chapter 10 in Luke. And anyone who rejects me is rejecting God who sent me. Like this is very powerful drawing the lines kind of language. So 72 disciples. This isn't even just the 12 disciples. The 72 disciples that were wandering around. 
they're reporting, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. So again, identifying the authority is Jesus. He's the one who's sending them out to do this, to say this is going on. And this is what Jesus is pointing out for them. This is the, like, guys, you should get amped after reading this. Uh, verse 18, yes, he told them, I saw Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Look, I have given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. But don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. Guys, this is the the power play focus, the reminder that like, so these the spiritual beings, and you saw this time and time again, where Jesus would have an interaction with some spirit being that was like, yo, what the heck, man? Like, what are you doing here? Like, it's not judgment day. It's not the, the time for you to deal with me. And Jesus would like tell him, yo, shut your mouth. Be quiet. You don't, you don't get to talk. You go like now had no problem with authority when it came to demons coming near him and doing anything because he's that authority. He's the one who can step into that. And again, Jesus is telling them, don't be amped that you just told a demon to like back off. Don't be focused on that. Focus on how you did that was through me. Remembering the power association is through me. That it's because you know me, because you follow me, because I know you and we are in this connection, this this bond together that you're even able to do this. And you see it actually in the New Testament where other guys were like, yo, in the name of uh, Jesus and Paul, uh, we cast you out. And this is like later on in Acts. I, I think it's Acts 19 specifically where these guys are trying to do it. And the demons are like, yo, we know Jesus. We know Paul. We don't know you. And they gang beat these guys to like an inch of their lives because their connection is with Jesus. Their connection is with God. So this is why it's so important to understand that there are things that we don't understand, we don't see. But put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against the strategies of the devil. Paul is starkly painting this out that there is a power play. And the only way you are going to ever survive is because God does the work. It's not you or anything like that. Um, there's a lot of stuff out there that's like trying to show control over spirits. Like Shaman King really demonstrated this well where you can create a bond with a spirit with an item. And that's even actually why like the Bible talks about making idols. Not a thing. Like not the best thing. Because you're trying to quantify a spiritual being and focus the worship and almost like trying to make a contract and connecting it to an item when really that spiritual being is not necessarily for you that spiritual being can kind of decide whether they're for you or not god is for you and says it outright and he doesn't need to be tied to any physical thing he doesn't need because he's so immensely huge and we can come to him directly and just go god i need help there are things in my head that's barraging me. Maybe you're actually feeling sick. And you saw this with the disciples in in throughout Acts. They are healing people. They are freeing people from demonic 
oppression or spiritual oppression, these spirit beings that were essentially controlling them and not making it that they were doing anything on their own right or free will. Like there is just a nuts power play that's involved in here. And it's so cool. But we need to remember the authority is in Jesus. The authority is in God. Don't rejoice because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered in heaven. Because guys, I know you. You're put on the list of, yo, Jesus knows these guys. These guys were given authority. And even when Jesus is telling the disciples to go and make other disciples, he's giving them authority to baptize. So the, the authority to make stances in faith, in spiritual world and in real world, that they are able to make a difference. Like, that's crazy cool. I, I think it's really cool. So this is where we're going to dive in a little bit more piece by piece, uh, specifically around 14 and 17. And again, guys, I'm not going for hardcore hokey, like, oh, voodoo, watch out kind of stuff like that. I'm, I'm trying to be legitimate and considering, you know, what are the things that we are allowing input? Uh, what are the connections to that? And then if you're following Jesus, what does that mean for you? But if you're not following Jesus, what are you tying yourself to? Um, what are you hoping to get out of that dynamic? Because there's some thought out there that some spirits are good, some things are bad. And I'll agree, there are some spiritual forces that are actually for you. You see that in the Bible. That's anyone that's sent by God that's a spiritual being, namely like angels who are messengers, uh, spiritual defenders. You see this different times. You see the cherubim are always connected to God or seraphim. Like these, those are classes of angels, but they are, they're spirit beings that are on a mission that are sent by God. Those are the ones that are benefiting you, that are looking to protect you, to guide you, to like, to be a support, but you aren't even supposed to look at them in high regard. You're supposed to always look at God. And again, when they see typically people's response to spiritual beings is like, holy crap, I'm going to die or Holy snap, you're bright. Like, wow, like it's so otherworldly nuts that they automatically try and worship. And the ones that are connected with God will automatically go, whoa, 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 don't worship me. No, 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 wrong, bad, no, no. That I'm not worthy of worship. God's worthy of worship. I'm here to send a message. I'm here to do this for you. I'm here to fight for you. Stuff like that. And again, it's message by God. So we, we see, at least biblically, there are things that you need to be looking for spiritually that are guiding it. So we're going to continue reading Ephesians 6, uh, 13 and 17 now. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Oh, it's like repetition of earlier, right? Like in verses 10 and 11, that you are standing firm, that you're resisting, that you're pushing back. Then after the battle, you will still be, oh, stand firm. That's a repeat right? It's like you're supposed to notice that when you are connected with God and these spiritual forces, beings, whatever come at you. No, you can hold your, you can hold strong and it's not you. It's God because therefore put on every piece of God's armor, not yours, God's armor. So what does this mean? What, what, what is God's armor? So first verse 14, stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth. So the belt of truth. So just in case you don't know what Roman armor was like, belts are the things that are girding your 
specific areas, uh, you know, like uh, very valuable, uncomfortable spots to get hurt or, you know, whatever. Um, but they would actually hold your armor together, actually. Belts uh, within the Roman armor system were the things that were holding everything together. It would hold your sword. It would hold your equipment that's needed. And it's making it that you're able to go. If you didn't have it properly fitted, you're falling, you're clumsy all over. So your truth, truth is the connection here. You need to have grounding in truth because truth is what holds everything in your life together. And truth is more so absolute because it can be connected to everyone. Truth is applied in all circumstances. This is why it's the foundation of the armor. You think, why would you start on a belt? That doesn't make because it's holding you all together. Know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Legitimately, having that foundation, that peace in your truth, gives you freedom to be able to walk and know that where you're going, you're solid. And the body armor of God's righteousness. So, righteousness is a fancy way of saying you and your relationship with God are right. That you are you are just that the scales with you and God are good that you don't have negative toward you and God that you are right with God that's the whole idea of righteousness but the body armor obviously is it would go from the stomach the torso it's all torso and that's all vital organs to your heart to your lungs to even well your stomach you can't really live without your stomach or your liver key things like that right like it there's a lot that can go wrong if you take that out but just like your right standing with god your your relationship with god knowing that you're at peace with that that you and god are good that gives you security in your heart that you have that peace of mind going out there so sometimes these spiritual beings come in say lies about you that you need other people to speak into you or you need to remember what god says about you or it calls you and be like, man, you keep screwing up. Like, what the heck's wrong with you kind of deal like that? Um, man, you're brutal. Like, come on, get your life together. I know I get that when I do these dice rolls, uh, my my Devo dice rolls. It's like, man, you're really dependent on a dice to, to like, help you work out your faith and be consistent? Yeah. Because I know it's me working it out and taking it with God. So that's me standing, knowing that I'm made right with God, not by rolling a dice, but reminding myself that I am trying my best to work that and to make it practical and to legitimately take it to God. That's being right with God. That's being standing with him. That, that's something that's going on there. For shoes put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. I, I don't think it's a shocker that shoes are kind of important in the military. Um... <laughs> Uh, I, I will admit, right now, I'm wearing what I call my Demon Stompers. Uh, I'll, I'll show it. Yeah. Demon Stompers 3000. I like to call them. And uh, when you are going out into a battlefield, you don't know what's going to be out there. You don't know what kind of things you're going to be stomping through. You, you just know you have the task to go up ahead and do stuff, to, to get things done. Thank you, Solomon, for the nice shoes. I appreciate that. That was nice. Um, you're, you're, you're needing to step out in confidence. So I'm not going to walk around in stiletto shoes <laughs> in the middle of a, of a firefight. I'm not going to walk around in flip-flops 
when I need to charge ahead and it's like rough terrain. I'm not going to do that in the middle of winter or anything like that. Your shoes matter so much to you. And you see, you saw this actually in World War One, where you would have trench foot. If you weren't taking care of your feet, you were going to actually die a disease. So you need to have the right kind of equipment. You need to be taken care of. And what is it connected to? Peace. The cool thing about peace is it's this... It's all encompassing presence in safety and comfort in mind that it it makes you whole again um i love it and that's what the good news does it makes it so that anywhere you go on you can trust and rely that you know jesus died for me so that meant that he he stepped out of heaven knowing that i'm a messed up human being and he was willing to take up our my messed up human beingness to be able to connect and have a relationship with him. So that means I matter to the ultimate supreme being. But not only that, then the good news gives me that piece that that's been dealt with. That when Jesus came back and rose from the dead and showed that he had power over our messed up stuff, our sins and, uh, and death itself, the ultimate thing that separates us from life and death that yo jesus has legitimate power and has given me that authority to stand in like that makes you ready to buckle in your feet and like let's go at it it gives you a whole other peace of mind and legitimately i was having a hard time last year and i've shared this story before but I didn't have good shoes and it makes you worried. Where are you stepping? Is there water? Is, is there going to be a big rock that's going to hurt my feet? But when I put on these boots, which FYI were wonderfully donated by a partner in ministry who had, he just had extra boots and he works for, uh, works for the police. So like you gotta have good boots when you're a police officer, cause you gotta be ready for anything. When I put these boots on, there's this like, oh, yeah, I can face whatever's out there now. I can go out there. If there's a big puddle, I'm not worried about it. If there's like some rocks and rough terrain, I laugh about it. I can sort of run in it. Now, they are also metal plated, so that I'm not running fast, mind you. Um, but I, I call them my demon stompers because they remind me that I have peace in God. He's the one that gave me these boots. He gave that opportunity. And I have that peace of mind in it. So, yeah. Um, verse 16. In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. So the shield of faith is not like this nice little round dish. It's not Captain America's shield. Um, I would love it to be like Captain America's shield because whipping that thing, you got another weapon. Um, but within the Roman... The Roman soldiers uh the centurions and people like that that paul's kind of referring to and this is why it's important that they say that it stops the fiery arrows of the devil the roman shield that was given to every every soldier out and they're working on you know battle formations was a huge honking wood shield but it had a leather like face straps that were going on actually a covering and before battle they would soak those shields in water so a wood retains a lot of water but so does leather so you know that this shield that's 
basically covering most of the soldier now weighs a ridiculous amount of time you're like dude why would you choose that for the shield of faith that sounds heavy yeah it's heavy but it's also wicked powerful in that when enemies would shoot at the the roman legions that would be coming in with fiery arrows and hoping that you know the shields would catch on fire that makes sense because they dunked them in water the arrow would hit and it would just uh, it would spurt water because that water is then released and it would extinguish the arrows so now you've got arrows plagued in front of you so you don't want to ram the guy now because you're going to likely get hurt um it's also wicked heavy but then the big thing about the shield of faith too is you can't really use it on your own effectively like it will cover you entirely on one side but it doesn't surround you right versus if you work together either creating what's called like the tortoise i should show you some of these cool things uh tortoise shield uh images Tor there it is so this is the tortoise shield formation and you would have it where then you are fully encompassed you are covered and you are walking forward but it only works if you have other people working alongside you to do this um and even better one is this one it showed that really armies could try and ram you but you had all this support you were a walking fortress because of it huh imagine if you know other people who are of the same faith following that and they align their shield of faith and they work together collaboratively you'd be one impenetrable unit be able to go about that no matter what you're facing you're able to defend the other thing is the phalanx and i gotta remember how to phalanx oh that's the phalanx phalanx there we go so this is a phalanx formation and again you're you're having a line but then you had soldiers at the back and the idea is you were creating the shield wall that if then any one of these members got hurt in the front an automatic person would dive in and cover uh in a phalanx you had to cover the person on your left on your right and in front of you and you were always just defending able to work cover and stuff like this this was created by the greeks fyi um absolutely nuts these spartans they're they're intense dude but paul sees this and goes that's what faith is because then you can stand up against these things you're you've gotten forced because your faith is then worked together with other people this is why it's so important to have a community in faith doing things together that's part of your spiritual dynamic you need to be working equally at the same pace with each other learning and growing give and take support so that together you can face anything so that one of you is down not only can you keep on advancing forward and where you're going but also you're actually covered and getting help that was the cool thing about the tortoise about the phalanx was that if you're down you got cover immediately and you had support coming around you you weren't left alone it's nuts so cool so again spiritual power play Finally, verse 17, put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So salvation as your helmet. So a helmet, again, is covering major vital organ, you know, your brain, your eyes, your nose, your mouth, your ears, 
anything like that, you just don't know where you're going. You know what you're doing, and you won't go anywhere if you lose your head. Bad joke, bad joke, pun intended, all that kind of stuff like that. But it also gives you perspective. Um, having windows and visors where it was tight and stuff like that made it that you were protected, but it also kind of focused your vision line. Focus on what you're doing. Guys, I, I really... I really think Paul, in hearing and taking this to the Spirit, because Paul prayed a lot and was asking for guidance in this, Paul is seeing that salvation, so the salvation, the idea that you are saved by Jesus, that that's your main identity. That gives you guidance that you, you remember that because you are saved by Jesus, you are no longer your own person talks about that in scripture, that when you choose to follow Jesus, when you choose to accept that you've been saved by Jesus and that he has saved you, it gives you vision for what you're doing. It gives you clarity to, this is now the path that I need to be focusing on. And it protects your head from getting barraged from different thoughts of like, well, no, like why, you're not perfect. Like, you got to work on this, or you got to work on that. or just... No, you get direct orders from God. You get a vision line. You get a focus on where you're supposed to be going because God has made you right. He has made you part of his community and has invested in your own identity. And these helmets, some of them were custom made and had certain features to add additional covering, gave more perspective and stuff like that. Your salvation, your your connection with Jesus that he saved you is very cl close because your head has to fit that, has to fit right. And it has to cover all of this main area, even like the back of the neck, right? You got to have that covering. Make sure you're not going to get taken out. But it's knowing who's saved you, who's helped you, who's there for you who's protecting that and that's part of your your the words that you're hearing in your head the things that you are processing the things that you're looking at um in corinthians i believe it's i gotta double check wilson's always double checking making sure that i'm, I'm not uh i think it's first corinthians three i could be wrong oh sam's hopping on um, nope, not what I'm talking about. Oh, where is it? I'm trying to remember. Anywho, I'll, I'll, I'll refer to it later or, uh, or even post it later. Um, the thing is the battlefield is in your mind. A lot of this is not even just like directly. It's not like some, some spirits that like just trying to deal with that. Sometimes it can be, but again, the authority is there. You're protected by that. You got to stand on that. You got to be strong in that. If you know Jesus, if you don't know Jesus, I'm telling you, he's going to help in a big way. You got to have your helmet on. You got to have all these components. You got to take it in each day. Again, remembering he gives you guidance that it's us having the the strength in our mind and knowing who we are in God that 
defeats strongholds that can happen in our mind and in our hearts that we can go, no, God has made me right. So I'm made right by Jesus, that I'm saved by Jesus. I don't need to live in that mind. I don't need to have that voice beating me down going, man, you just keep on messing up. How are you ever good for God? Like, man, God's grace is going to wear out on you. Like, you're not going to have any more grace. You're just going to keep on screwing up. No, don't listen to that. We are all works in progress. And that work, we talked about this in leveling up, does not stop until we die. And then when we die, we come to a realization. We, Jesus is like, so this was like, hey, how you doing? Now, now we're good. We're covered. We're, you don't have to worry about that. That's not That's dealt with. You just get to focus on hanging out with me now. You get to focus on what I'm doing with you now. This is awesome. Focus on that. And again, the sword of the spirit. We've talked about that at length. Sword of the spirit which is the word of God, the Bible, the, the very messages that, that God has put out for you to understand, to learn about him. And really, this is the most defensive and offensive weapon here. The shield is defensive. It can be used offensively to push forward, that your faith together in tandem is, is creating battle lines. And that's what I love about you know Jesus setting out the disciples. They were doing it together. They had each other's backs, and they were advancing forward. They were sharing about what was going to be happening, that the time for these people to be free and liberated and to be reconnected with God is here and now. And he is setting the tone, but he's also giving them a sword. They're like that. There's he gives us a spirit. And that's why the big thing at Pentecost, like Jesus is like saying, I'm going to give you my spirit who is going to be able to speak the words of God, which you saw that happen with Jesus time and time again. He's quoting the Bible. He's quoting, he's quoting scripture, quoting Torah, quoting Psalms. He's quoting things that are connected to, no, God's authority. God's the one that I need to trust in to heck with that. Cause it is your defense, but it's also your pushback against these spiritual beings that will be like, Oh, but it's kind of like this, isn't it? In scripture. It's like, no, wrong bad that was bad reading no that's not the intention of it we need to remember this and you saw that in jesus's interaction with satan when he's tempted he like satan quotes scripture to the guy so like satan knows the book but he's gonna use it in a way that's gonna try and berate you make you feel brutal stuff like that you got to remember the spirit that jesus gives you is that it's not a spirit of fear, but a love and self-discipline. Strength and knowing, no, no, no. God has made things right with me. I am now a brother with Jesus. I am a child of God. I don't need to hold on to this anymore. Get the heck out of here. And I'm not saying this is an ultimate cure for mental health. For If you have voices that are hitting you and stuff like that, Again, this is something where earnestly I, pr I say pray, but also seek medical attention, right? Like if this is something that's keeping on coming and coming and coming, there are things that just medically happen. and Or counseling is a big thing too. And I will say this now, guys, I am the worst critic on myself. I have no problem with coming up a list on how I am 
failing people around me, how I feel like I'm a failure. And it, it it's hard sometimes to get up energy to just do what I do at times because I feel like there's something I'm going to be missing. There's something that I'm letting down. And if, I, if I'm not on top of absolutely everything, then it's not going to help. That's all bad mindset. That's all me forgetting God's got my back, that he is available and ready to for me to share where my thoughts are at, to be able to know that God loves me, that he made me made me unique, but to use the, those skills, that those talents, those abilities, and even stuff that he's just outright given me to help others. And if I keep focus on that and keep the drive on that, and helping be able to communicate with you guys, be able to invest in the pe people that he's put around me. That is success for God. As long as I am legitimately investing in my, my wife, showing her how I love her, how God sees her as this beautiful, amazing daughter that deserves all the investment that I can do. That if I can remember that I'm to love my kids like a good father should and yes means some correction and encouragement and guidance and stuff like that but to do that and trust that that's what he wants me to do man that is enough for god and god speaks into that there are some things that i'm just thankful that for that so this is where i'm saying like know who your connection is know where to put on that armor and then finally, verse 18, pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. We need to be sitting in this. If we don't keep our spiritual eyes open to what's going on, we aren't staying alert. We aren't keep on driving for praying over people. I'll say this, and this has been one of the biggest encouragements that I've had is some people some people coming to me and just saying mike I, I i need to be praying for you or mike you're in a in a whole other kind of space and you need protection so i need to be praying for you and i've had people say that they're committing and praying stuff like that guys you wouldn't believe how many times that has actually helped me out in my day um where i get a a random call and be like hey you know like i just had this feeling that i need to to contact you and let you know that i'm praying for you and this was a verse that came to mind and it's nuts how the verse actually is perfect for where i'm at at that moment or have some people that are just like i just want you to know that i'm i'm praying to protect you guys for what you're facing and what you're going through and, and and know that we've got your back that that's the shield that's coming around and that they're praying and they're looking and helping me when i'm down and out and or maybe the spirit's telling them that i'm down and out that i need some extra love but i've done that for other people too and so guys legitimately if you if there's some weird stuff going on for you, and it, it could be some voices that are just outright wrecking you and destroying you, 
maybe you're actually seeing some spiritual things like ghost poltergeist stuff like that whatever it is like that and you don't know what to do and you've never heard about jesus and maybe you've just heard about jesus now um maybe this is the first time you ever heard him and go whoa i've never thought of it like that or i've never thought of it in approach like that yo this is where i'm honestly leveling the field i would love to have a conversation with you and help you with that because i i've seen this happen directly like full-fledged bad spirit in someone and seeing that expressed and having to pray over that and having that conflict come at me while praying about it it doesn't scare me to talk about it in fact it drives me more and more that this is such an important thing for us to be praying about that we need to be praying over what happens in our countries that there's leadership that can lead things that's being misguided in their thoughts and maybe there is something that's behind that that's speaking to that. Either way, Bible says I'm supposed to be praying for my leaders. Be praying for the people who are leading me and pray that God's will is over them and that God's protected. I need to work on that. But praying for those around me and just legitimately going, God, what what's the area of territory that I need to be working on today? You've sent me out to do this. Where's some demon stomping that I need to be doing? I, I call my, my boots the Demon Stomper 3000s because legitimately I, it gives me peace knowing that God's already done the fight for me. He's already won the big war in that way. I'm just helping spread the word and reclaiming territory that's for Jesus. And part of that is peace. Part of that is giving this honesty of truth, understanding what faith is about and how it should work together giving that gift of salvation that minds are protected that we can be made right with jesus and so it protects our hearts that we don't have to be a hundred percent perfect but we can take that to jesus who works with us who is protecting us and helping us and stuff like that yes you did come at the end tom you did maybe i should just do my streams at one so that you can really join in that way tom it's an idea Oh, and I totally didn't <laughs> I didn't put myself in Discord. Awkward. Um that that's really bad. I should probably do that just in case. Cause there we go. Oh Solomon, you're wonderful. Saying hi to Tom. Um but like legitimately guys, I I cannot stress this enough. This is such an important thing to have in your mind. Not that you have to be thinking about twenty four seven. But you need to have a spiritual mindset. I love what C.S. Lewis put in in Screwtape Letters, which if you have not read Screwtape Letters, A, it's it's a little thick uh, for writing. It's really intense, but it's really good. And it's essentially like a, what demon conversations could look like amongst themselves and stuff like that in this hierarchy and stuff like that. Um, but the thing that c.s lewis puts out is the devil wants you to do one of two things either think that he is not really a thing that spirituality and stuff like that is just not at all a thing it's just a, a figment of your imagination it's something that you you just kind of do and whatever or you just look for him under every rock everything that you are 
doing and just be hyper focused on that and not on the job that you're supposed to be doing. There needs to be this balance. And it comes back to, and I'll, I'll say it again, it comes back to what's the repeat? Put on God's armor, every piece of God's armor. Because when you do, you will be standing firm. Because in that armor, you are able to stand firm against strategies of the devil. You have this wonderful gift that if you choose to follow Jesus and you choose to hold on to him, he is the one that brings that security. He's really giving you every piece of armor. He's the one who protects you. So, yeah. Here's Tom and, uh, and Solomon just chatting up a storm in the chat. That's good. That's important. They're having, they're having a good time. That's developing community. It's really good. Yes, home time baby for Tom. He's excited. Um, here, I'm just going to pray real quick, and then we're going to end the stream slash podcast. And, uh, yeah. God, I, I just I thank you for today. I thank you for your word that tells us that there is a spiritual dynamic. So the stuff that we're seeing, we're reading about uh, in anime or in like supernatural or things like that, we can see that kind of hokey things, but it's a legitimate dynamic. And we see that it's like there's stuff that's going on out there and it can hit us in our, in our minds and our hearts, attack us, misguide us. Um, that's all throughout scripture. But ultimately, God, we need to to be free from some of those things. We need to give those to you. We need to come to you because it, you are the one who brings healing. You are the one who brings protection to our hearts and to our minds. And we see this in the armor of God. And it's only by you that you, we can even stand up against these spiritual forces that are going on. And so, God, I just pray that if anyone who feels like that, maybe you're barraged, that they would be willing to just connect with us um, know that they, they can have the support that we can pray into that situation. And we, we fully believe that God will give clarity to what that situation is, um, whether it's spiritual or even just medical for some of it too, or even how we speak to ourselves too and, and how we need to work on that. But God, I just pray that we would be doing that together. And um, those who you know choose to follow you and are following you, that they would be able to step into this mindset daily and ask God, where are you calling us to, to do the work? Where are you calling us to, to step out and, and to claim territory for you uh, that we put on our armor each and every day and know that we are right with you and we can step out and we can, we can speak out against these kind of things, just like the early church did. Um, yeah. Just help us have an awesome day. We ask in your name. Amen. Hey there. If you are a fan of the content that has been brought to you in this episode, you'll definitely want to check out our social media connections. That's on Instagram, Facebook, and even TikTok. Just go to at GW Nerds and you'll be able to find all the stuff that we've been doing lately and all the fun stuff that we get to be a part of. But if you want to even deeper dive, you should join our Discord community. And you can do that by going to discord.io slash gwnerdsunite and be a part of what we're doing. Interact with us, chat with us on live uh, for our video game nights, for our Bible study nights, 
or even just to connect with fellow gamers, nerds, and what interests you. And if we want to take it even a step further, if you've got some ideas of, you know, what would be cool topics to bring up uh, down the road or have some questions on how your nerdum might connect to faith, we'd love to have your input there on our Discord channel too to be able to create the content for you guys because this is what we're here for, to invest in nerds, to grow and level up together, but being able to grow in our faith and level up too. So thank you again for listening. Hope you are having a wonderful day.